1: Hey y'all, coming to you straight live and direct from the Jungle Studios in the year 2022. It's your boy M.A. aka the Love Ambassador. And uh, yeah, very hot day in Melbourne. It was a good night out. Shout out to my buddy Christian. Got on the uh, got in the bivvies and some other stuff which we can't say because it would be illegal for broadcasting purposes. But I'm sure you can get the drift uh, once again, returning back to my very dear friend, Mr.
0: Philly. Mr. Philly, what's up, broski? Another another year in the books, starting a new one. Hopefully, it'll be better.
1: <laughs> it Couldn't get any worse in twenty twenty one, mate. I yeah. mean, <laughs> it's like honestly, if it's worse than twenty twenty one, just just get me a twelve gauge shotty. Tell my parents I'm sorry didn't outlive and just fucking uh, pull the trigger, mate. <laughs> All right, so uh, how was your New Year's Eve, mate? Were you just at home, just chilling out? Yeah, I didn't do
0: anything. I played a little bit of uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. got tired of that. Started watching The Irishman. Good film. Do you like it? I didn't finish it. It's too long, man. Oh, yes. I didn't finish it, but I didn't finish it last time. I was too tired. But, I mean, it's in Philly, so I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I didn't know that it was taking place in Philly, to be honest. Otherwise, I probably would have watched it. Your
1: dad's uh, probably sorry. watching it like, you know, you don't realize that, it's your cousin.
0: <laughs> but you know, I'll be honest, watching it and seeing like De Niro and Pesci and these guys in here is trying to play like younger guys. I can't, I can't, I can't, man. They're just so old. I mean, they're really cool. They do the whole mobster thing well, but like, how has there not been any young Italians who could play a good mobster?
1: Tell me the, with the population of Italian-Americans in it, there would be a couple coming through. I don't... That's a very good point, actually. Why? Like, you got De Niro, Pesci, uh, Al Pacino. Like, where's the next new generation? He's also the Yeah, I know. He's in Guy Ritchie's films as well, and I can't remember his name. Trying to blame. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, no, it's a really good... It's a good film. It's a good film.
0: Yeah, I'll finish it. It's just, it, it, it really age of the guys that are killing it for me because in my head i always thought that they were supposed to be sort of like mid-aged right Because an in the irishman they would be supposed to be playing as supposed to be like i could be wrong but i thought it was supposed to be like a more of a middle-aged kind of guy but uh they just they look so old man they look so damn old they still got it in terms of the acting and the putting on the show but I ah, it just doesn't feel but like you can tell when they walk. I'm like, is he gonna get across
1: the street? Get this man a Boy Scout! He's not gonna make it. <laughs> get us walking frame, Mayday, mayday.
0: <laughs> but I'll finish it. I'll I'll. I'll, I'll. But, but for me, like, the high point is like Casino. Like, when I watched Casino, that movie was. Mm, Godfather. Mmm, that's so old now, right?
1: Goodfellas. Goodfellas was really good as well. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But how many years ago did that come
1: out? Jesus.
0: 20 years ago? Thirty years ago? Yeah. Actually, probably about three decades ago. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's just like retire for fuck's sake, you know? I'm you buy yourself a nice little vineyard in Italy. <laughs> and, uh, and, t- and 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 and. And reenact the scene from godfather
1: 3 get hammered and then you know that's it you're out uh you know. good fellas was 1990 so that's what 32 years ago now mate yeah, yeah that right i thought i thought
0: that the uh, casino came out like uh, uh 95 yeah in the mid
1: or mid 1990s huh? who was yeah. the chick was it sharon stone Oh god she was so hot in that well i'm just hearing all the feminists listening in into our conversation now mate so i guess we have got to say that all women are beautiful and definitely so yeah no, that's
0: not true. <laughs> you can you can you can be a beautiful person you know but like like come on we'd be lying if we said that a lot of even guy actors aged well it's not true right they didn't they didn't age well But look at Tom Cruise, man!
1: What type of moisturizer does that bloke use? Like, honestly, it's unbelievable. Crazy.
0: The man looks like he doesn't fricking age, and good good for him. Who's the other one? Paul Rudd. Yeah, that guy looks like he's thirty-something years old. He's like fifty.
1: Was he the one that got voted most sexiest man alive?
0: Yeah, just on just on just because of the sense that he's that old and he still looks so young. He should. I, I agree. I agree with
1: that. It's not sort of an easy thing. It's you know, being well oh, fuck I'm thirty six in a couple of weeks. It's it gets harder to like maintain the the um even when you moisturize every day with the skin, like you just only so much you can do it. But I guess I wonder how much work these guys are getting as well. You know, it's surely it can't be all natural. I think Tom has a I, I would guess he has a good
0: amount of work done. Oh, I don't really notice it. I don't really see it, I, but I'm not, you know what, I'm not really good at picking these things up. I, I can tell, if they're like K-pop level, I can tell. Then I know there's uh, there's some stuff going on there, but uh, someone like Paul or uh, Tom, or like Paul, I can't tell. Tom, you can tell. Right? There's some that are just so obvious, like when they have the K-pop, they all have that same jawline and nose and eyes, and it's just, it looks so weird, actually. I'm not a big fan of it. I don't like plastic surgery too much. I think it's, I don't know.
1: Would you get any plastic surgery?
0: Have I gotten plastic surgery? No,
1: would you get any?
0: No. Unless, okay, I understand plastic surgery if you're like in an accident or something, right? That makes sense to me. But just getting it for some arbitrary standards of beauty. I mean, bro, like, I don't know how many years ago it was. Maybe it was like a thousand years ago. But chalky chicks for the thing, you know? If you, if you had some extra poundage on you, that was what was desirable because it either meant you had a lot of money or you had those good women bearing hips or whatever the hell it is.
1: Oh, well, the Kardashians kind of really changed that around, the whole concept of beauty. That's actually the one thing that I um, I do like about the Kardashians is the sense that beforehand it was all um, like just freaking anorexic on the catwalk. It was as skinny as possible, and I saw it with my sister that... She kind of came through that generation, so her perception of beauty was to basically semi-starve herself to try and be as like skinny as possible. Um, you know who had
0: the best sense of
1: beauty? Who? The
0: ancient Greeks and Romans. You ever see their statues? Yeah. They're like normal chicks. They look they look like normal chicks who maybe ate an extra piece of chicken every now and again.
1: Thicker than a sneaker.
0: Super thin or anything. Like they, they all were, like they all were normal. They look like normal. Okay, they obviously look, you know, there is a level of beauty there, but they didn't look so unattainable. Like, they're not like the Kim Kardashian super skinny on top, big ass booty on bottom, right? It doesn't, to me, I don't like that. It doesn't look proportional. But the chicks that they made sculptures of, I always found that they just seemed to be very, like,
1: not like, they weren't too skinny. They weren't too fat. They were just, like, right in the middle. Like, like probably what most people actually were. But that was the same also in in art. Like, how how many uh, galleries do you go to? And basically from 1500 to you know 1900 like the women were were plump and even when with with sort of nude pics they were they were um voluptuous very true
0: so, very,
1: very true i agree with that so, but so it, what it, well, fashion i hate fashion it's such a cash crap i hate it i i honestly think we should all wear boiler suits <laughs> that would solve all of our problems if we all dress like michael myers done but you know
0: who needs fashion people who are rich but not quite rich enough to be considered rich rich oh. Bill gates rich right? and like jeff bezos rich and like warren buffett rich or steve jobs rich what are those guys wearing for clothes they dress in like the most generic ass fucking gap shit you can find fashion is for me made for people who just want to show off but the people who actually have money don't show off and then you have all the poor people who, because the rich people who aren't the richest, but they're rich, showing off, they're like, oh, if I get what they get, then people are going to think I'm rich too. It's such a scam. Just put everyone in freaking boiler suits. Problem solved. You can have three colors. How about that? You can have gray, black, and white. <laughs> those are the, those are your options.
1: Can, we've got that.
0: Holidays, holidays, holidays. will make an exception, right? <laughs> I'm a red Easter. You get blue or
1: white. Kwanzaa. I. I what is it? The color black. Black. Red and green, I think, are the colors. Yeah. A Hanukkah. I already said Hanukkah. Oh, and a Hanukkah's also blue and white, so you get the
0: double dip there. Easter <laughs> and Hanukkah, they get the. And Kwanzaa Christmas. Okay. Oh, come See, look. See, this is economical. Kwanzaa's black, red, and green. Black is already one of the baseline colors. And Christmas is the new red and green. You su- you're solving all these holidays. Easy, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. For festival of colors, you wear a white boiler suit and you get to throw colors on each other. That way it looks very nice. You get to keep it as a memory. But then you you can only have one of those. You only have one. So if one, fest, one festival of colors turns out to be better than the one you had the previous year, you have to throw out the old one and keep the new one. We're not hoarding here. This is built on efficiency.
1: <laughs> Look, a very, very fascinating observation. I mean, semi Maoist, But that's still very interesting. Um... You've raised a couple of interesting subjects here, Broski, but what I will say is, I think actual the actual catwalk fashion, where they come up with just the most ludicrous shit that you're like, what the fuck is going on? But having said that, i used I used to really like watching fashion TV when I was travelling around the world uh, for that. But in terms of fashion, like I think I think it's important. Like I think it's important to to dress well and be presentable. And I've always been a fan of like the the suits and pocket square, and even now, like um, getting dressed up. And God, you look at. Um, you watch how many uh, tutorials of, of women women talking about what women want, and you know the, a lot of the times it'll come up with shoes, scent, cologne, smile, charisma, and how he's presented. So therefore, I think it's it's from it's it's across it's across the board. It's across the it's from the the looking good for your partner or trying to find a partner to to also. Um, well, I guess I have to correct myself here because we're in a gender-neutral society. So looking for whatever gender it is that you are and you like, looking good for your other other person. Um, and then also on top of that, just, yeah, I think just being presentable. But having said that, I do away agree with you that it is very much turned into a bullshit status symbol where essentially the middle upper class or new money, as they would say in the... Older days are trying to look like they're rich, and then the people that are rich are trying to hide it to the best of their ability because you know they don't want the taxman to take just fucking everything from them.
0: Yeah, I think it's luxury branding is part of the problem. Like you can probably get the same quality the cheaper, and just not put the, the brand the brand name there. I think I think people are just way too damn shallow nowadays. Whatever happened to the toga? And this is why you know you know everything is subjective, my friend. Right? Fashion is subjective. If we tell the next two generations that boiler suits are what's in, and that is what makes you look good, my for the next you know two hundred years, all the president portrait photos are going to be some guy sitting in a boiler suit. You
1: could be onto something, man.
0: I, I think I am. <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to buy a, a boiler suit company and just start mass producing. But could you just imagine, like, imagine all the all the time. And, and effort put into trying to match clothes and do all the all the money wasted all the energy wasted for something that you eventually throw out anyway or you eat a couple cakes on christmas you can't fit in it anymore you know like, oh god it's one of the things i hate I, I can't stand it like you see people spend hours and hours trying to decide things it's like there's so many other things you could be doing that's so much better with your time this is such a short-term decision that's one thing i don't think i would ever you know being being a woman for sure in that aspect i think sucks as a guy you could just throw on a pair of jeans and like a polo shirt and you're good right if you dress like
1: anywhere adequately people think you have fashion sense ours is also a lot more straightforward though ours is also a lot more straightforward like we've got the you know china china uh blazer streetwear you know like white shoes fitted t-shirt you know, ripped jeans if you're into it or not. You know, it's very stock standard. Whereas in for women, it's just there's so much more pressure on them to their look and their appearance and what they wear, and and also being judged. Like they're really judged by other women, and they feel like they're being judged by the the, the whomever it is that they're they're with. So it'd be pretty hard, man. I, uh, I I agree with all that.
0: But the way to get rid of all that judgment? Boiler
1: suits or look. I'm a man of tradition. We can go back to togas. Explain what togas are to people that don't know. Basically, I know
0: what a toga is.
1: The toga party, toga, toga, <laughs> animal house. Come on. Uh, all right. Well, um, we've we'll, we'll talked about COVID enough to be honest, mate. So, yeah, COVID. yeah. bro, on. and this freaking. Uh, this Omicron thing is just going nuts in Australia, so I want to make it a little bit more lighthearted today because, um, yeah, it's really weird. So I actually finished up New Year's Eve at, like, a pretty decent time with my mate, like 2, 2 2.30 a.m. But then, I don't know, I just didn't get to sleep. It was, so, it was like, so hot and warm, and it, my phone was just ringing off the hook because I know not lot no people overseas. So they're all, like, you know, a couple of bevvies down, like, yeah! <laughs> yeah it's sleep sleep like 6 a.m so i also prefer something a little bit more cruisy anyway this is an interesting one for you mate a Belgian farmer moved a stone and accidentally redrew belgium's border with france the equilineous border stone sat in place for more than 200 years before a farmer moved it to make way for his tractor in 1820, France and Belgium literally set their border in stone, placing a 300-pound marker on the ground, delineating the boundary. But this year, one of the border stones was accidentally moved, sparking a minor international incident. The kerfuffle spread far and wide in May 2021 and began with a harmless farm in the Belgian town of Urquilin, naively moving the 300-pound historic mo- monument out of the way for its tractor. The man had unwittingly expanded Belgium's territory by 10,000 square feet. He had no idea that the borderstone had been placed there following the defeat of Napoleon or served as a geopolitical marker. Nor had he anticipated the international fiasco's actions would spawn from a local history buff noted as the alteration and the French caught wind of it. I fully trust my Belgian counterpart who did what was necessary with the farm, like the French mayor said. We asked to move the stone back. Oh, well, that's unbelievable,
0: isn't it? You're the true patriot. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you did know the French, and they did not even know what happened. Just, that, that happens to them quite a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> also true <through> Belgium. <laughs> <sighs> He he literally
1: invaded France and took over the territory.
0: (laughs) They lost another one against a Belgian farmer. Oh, yeah. That's why. I found that out and just like every year it just started shifting that zone back a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. (laughs) Just all on
1: the sly, and then and then eventually you get to, like, the border of Paris, and you're like, well, according to the agreement, Belgium's just expanded some enormous amount. It's organic. If it,
0: it, the stone rolls there, that's the new border. You can, like... You really have some fun with this because you could like throw it you could
1: throw it in your car and drive it down to like marseille just single-handedly take over France and be like what it's literally written in stone
0: that rock is like the uh the 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 sword uh the king arthur's sword that he had to pull out of the stone but that stone
1: is the key to the to the to the kingdom of france if you just move it to the other end of france you take it over that's how it works Unbelievable! All right, so uh, here's here's the next one. <laughs> A Michigan judge ordered parents who trashed their son's porn collection to pay him thirty thousand dollars. Now, in this day and age, we kind of like, well, you know, you got pawn hubs. So how 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 does that work? Well, it turns out that thirty-eight-year-old David Working curated an impressive collection of DVDs and VHS types. Uh, he had sixteen hundred DVDs, four hundred cassettes magazines and a litany of six sex toys uh working divorced his wife in 2016 and subsequently sought refuge back home with his parents in grand haven michigan for 10 months before moving back to indiana it was then he noticed a dozen boxes of porn worth twenty five thousand dollars were missing and he sued his parents um i do not possess your pornography it is gone his father wrote him it was, either been destroyed or disposed of. I may well have missed a few items that are now in your possession, but at this point if you don't have it it is gone. Ditto for your six dollars in magazines. Wow, Dad. Yeah. He got sued so they sued him thirty thousand four hundred bucks and on top of that they have to pay fourteen thousand five hundred dollars for his uh for his attorney. What do you reckon? The guy sounds
0: like an asshole man. He could be the problem. Like, he has, a, a, like, a porn addiction. And then he goes and stays with his parents. I wonder why his divorce happened.
1: I know, I was probably just... I <laughs> wonder, wonder what that was, the, what the cause of that fucking was. God, you he feel... He stays
0: with his parents. And then these poor fucking parents find out their son's probably a fucking maniac pervert. <laughs> oh, my God. And then, and then what does he do after he goes to live with his parents for, for, for some, from some comfort for 10 months? He better pay them rent. I hope he paid them fucking rent um he sues them yo he sues them for throwing out their porn i i i, I don't know what it is. people are so selfish nowadays sorry i don't have any i don't have any you know if, if they threw out his like action figure collection i wouldn't feel as bad right i'd be like oh that poor guy yeah they're you know the parents really fucked the pooch on that one that's not cool but this dude is jesus christ i don't know As weird, we were going. i feel bad for the parents no, oh, yeah. Mate. I know I don't have any remorse for that guy. And exactly like you said, this porn hub. What moron spends money on porn nowadays?
1: Yeah, but this <laughs> is
0: on a watch, right? I'm not I'm not i you know, not condoning one way or the other. Everyone should be allowed to do whatever the hell they want. But as a business person, why would you spend money for something you can find for free online?
1: Also the fact that he's thirty eight, he's only a couple of years older than me, so his whole excuse of lot like growing up and... In- 70s with deep throat and debbie does dallas and everything like that it's like bro you grew up in the okay. same era i mean admittingly you might have had a 33k modem which would have taken you like fucking four hours to see some titties but you know it's still what's going on but you you see like people are so weird with their collecting like i used to um shout out to matt on this one so i got gonna an old family friend of ours, what he what he did, well, he still does, is he'd go to America and he would buy, like, 20,000, 30,000 vinyl, like vinyl records, and then bringing him back to Australia, lived up on the coast near Byron Bay, so, like, full hippie, hippie anti-vax territory and, like, mate, beautiful country, though. Like, very uh, very picturesque and, yeah, just amazing. And All the Hollywood celebrities kind of moved into Byron Bay, so now it's jacked the price up and has become a bit bougie and wanky um but he got he'd get in a van so he would travel in a van f- um from the top of the australian east coast to the bottom uh, and around to adelaide so he'd spend like six seven months on the road he'd spend another couple of months just literally going to like people's houses and warehouses and you know flea markets and just buying records and stuff like that and um so i used to help him when he came down to melbourne so I used to get up, like, fucking like 6am in 6 a.m. the morning and go and move about fucking 80 crates or 100 crates of record out of a truck and help sell. And you'd say people that have these, like, really weird hobbies, So like, and even on records, they go to the full pressing, so they'll be like, they'll, the one you really saw it on was Kiss, so people would come in for Kiss records and they would buy the same record, like, 20 times over, depending on where it was made and when it was made and when it was printed. and So this guy's probably sort of similar with his obsession of, you know, what what era was it made and all that sort of stuff and, you know, that. Anyway, moving on, moving on. New Zealand City Council has fired its official wizard after 20 years of service. Ian Backenberry Channel first appeared in the town square of Christchurch, New Zealand, in 1976. Fuck, that's a lot longer than 20 years. Locals were befuddled and abused. Anyways, he's got the boot. He actually earned a tax-free salary of $11,000 a year from the city. Not bad, is it? He, he was their wizard? He was their wizard. My God, it's Gandalf.
0: <laughs> he's fucking Gandalf.
1: He fired Gandalf. They literally fired Gandalf.
0: That's
1: messed up. <laughs> Why? Yeah, it's weird. Really, really weird. Do
0: you reckon? What's your thoughts
1: on wizards? Do you reckon that back in the day they there were like wizard magic men? Uh, but I think it was more like maybe they understood chemistry and science, and people they were wizard magic men. Or you know there are people out there who you know are sacrificing goats and chickens and, and doing like voodoo magic stuff. So, um,
0: do you believe that there's that there's, uh, there's such things like magic or forces beyond our can that we may be able to to, to, to bend to our whims ever so slightly at some cost of morality and our soul.
1: Yes, in short, I actually do. I, I think that I think that we don't even see. Well, it comes back to the concept of the third eye, right? I mean, it's like if your third eye is blocked or not. And I think that there's um, a whole universe of spirituality and. I mean, look, I'm, I'm, I'm on that side. I'm a bit religious because I believe in God, right? So, um, so for me, like, there's there's God, and then once once your mind once your mind is in tune to God and spirit and um, and uh, whatnot, then what you're talking about is well, you you kind of believe it already, right? I mean, because you your relationship with God and you pray and you read the Bible and everything like that. Um, but even like I've just was just randomly was just randomly reading the Bible again, and I started from the old Old Testament right from the start. And mate, it's just it's just the amount of like sacrificing and like the whole book of Joshua. It's just smiting. It's like there's like, like how many people do you need to kill? It's like the Canaanites and then someone else looked at us differently and then we went and like smite them and smite them and then we set this siege up and then we ambushed these people and <laughs> then we're like, Oh wait, we need a little bit extra in on let's go take out this <laughs> let's go take out this other tribe. You know? So yeah, it's uh But then the wizardry is an interesting one because that comes back to what are they called the charlocks or whatever it is, you know? So that's that's more the I guess the, the the Christians would see it as more kind of devil, black magic sort of thing. But then, at the same time, there's so much, uh, so many like sort of natural indigenous religions, uh, and I think it's a bit it's a bit hypocritical to presume that you're 100% right, you know, for any religion. Uh, whilst a- Abrahamic religions have the arrogance of of it that they are right, um, and then they're their, their text is there's only one God and you can't abide by other gods or give praise to other gods or anything like that um, as such, and that's your commandment to live by. Uh, you know, in the world, you know, from Papua New Guinea to, you know, villages of Monomer, you know, there's all sorts of people do, 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 believing in different things. So, yeah, I don't know I don't think that's far-fetched. And it's coming back to what we talked about before, on previous podcasts, like you look at indigenous cultures, there's so much connection with um, building and sacrifices and travel and religion and trade and everything like that, that how did it become so interconnected when when we know that the travel would have been really difficult with the technology that was available as well, you know? So I think that's always gonna pose questions for people that are into it as well. Fair
0: point, so why are you in the Bible again?
1: No, just yeah just kind of going through going was it was a, it was a, it was a hectic uh, last year mate and I just thought you know I haven't read it I haven't read it since school so I, I went to I went to a uniting what was it uniting church school so at school we had we had um, religious education but it was more sort of philosophy and and um, uh, strangely, enough in Life, mate. A lot of my really, a lot of my really close friends are like, you know, you're full on Christian in the church every Sunday, sort of thing. You know, um, and it's just, it just kind of so happened that that was, you know, people that I were that I was sort of friends with and joined company and everything like that. Um, so whilst I, uh, I, I'm sort of the first to admit that. Uh, I went completely wild on the social and life and God knows what else side. Um, since I was 18, I'm yeah, probably one of the loosest units you'd, you'd meet. But just kind of now, I don't know if it's an age thing or life or, you know, just just thought one day I'll start reading it from the start because um, it's been a while. So I'm up to Book of Judges at the moment. So working through it and then eventually get to the new testament and and work through there and it's also been interesting because one of my really good friends does the whole um chatting on the chatting on sort of the bible and verses and everything like that and it's um yeah i just for me because for me it's like philosophy i'm not one of those people that's like really that hardcore into the religion and you know like that like well I mean, I've done so much that <laughs> I can't really be that strict on it, right? But um, I enjoy the philosophical debate with people. I, I, I enjoy talking about, um, you know, what what the writing means to them and have their views or what love means or what their perception of spirituality means or you know, just kind of like different viewpoints and everything like that. Um, and, just, yeah, I just approach it from more philosophical... Way of reading it, and um, yeah, take it from there.
0: So, I'm curious on what you're. I'm Christian, right? Um, but I wouldn't say I'm the, I'm the fantastic one at all. Um, but what's your view on um, the Old Testament? Like for me, I saw it as reading really um, because as being a Christian, you're supposed to follow the teachings of Christ. But Christ wasn't in the Old Testament. So, you know, I don't think Jesus Christ would have said, yeah, go and kill all those people, right? That's not what he was about. So I, I, I see it more as maybe a historical thing, more than anything I would ever really want to follow. Uh, but I think it adds a lot of conflicting, I don't know, it just doesn't seem like it meshes up with, with everything else. I guess it's un- it's important to understand where you've come, come from and everything, but... Um, I don't understand how you go from, like, what you were mentioning in Old Testament, where they were going around and, you know, uh, pretty much genociding entire cultures,
1: to uh, Jesus being like, uh, nah, man, just, you know, don't do that. Love thy neighbor, bro. Yeah,
0: exactly. exactly. Man. (laughs) Why And I, okay, between the two, obviously, I prefer the, the, the... Christ's teachings, because it's a lot more, I think, conducive to building a, a, a good
1: society. Oh, look, really took, I, I always found Old Testament was more for like the Jewish religion, <laughs> and it had really not much to do with Christianity. I mean, Christianity is supposed to be the new teachings of you know of, of Christ. It's its own thing. Yeah, I mean, look, I've, start, I've, start, I've started from the beginning, and I'll work through the, the new as well at a, at a later date, but I'm just going through the full the full works from start to finish, so it's going to take some time. Um, but I... Uh, it's an interesting one as well, because you really... Um, for me, like, there's the the Son, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, right? So you've got the Holy Trinity. But then there's also... Jesus was actually one of the greatest social revolutionaries of all time. Like, if you, if you actually think about it from... Even for people that are listening in that aren't Christians, right, even if they just don't believe that that, that, that Jesus was, again, it's like, you know, is it the one, one with God or the Son of God or whatever it is, you could still look at it and say, well, there was an individual that really tried to change the society for the better, and especially during the times, and I guess that's what kind of the Old Testament's leading into, is it's giving you the lead up to the times that he was kind of living in and the history behind it. And it was all about um, community and healing and non, essentially like non-violence and, and uh, like trying to create a cohesive and peaceful sort of society. And um, it, it, he really like, he was really trying to install the, in, within the people like a better concept of, of how to live. But then it comes back to not just religion, but but for example, um, greed. Like greed, people are born imperfect because they're born with greed, and they're born with um, uh, and that sort of money, 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 or whatever you're bartering with, kind of corrupts. So even though Judas was kind of forgiven, it's like that's what's sort of interesting about that whole story is that here's a, here's an apostle, <clears throat> you know, like here's here's someone that's supposed to be holy who's corrupted by by money. And upon being corrupted, also realizes that at, at what point was it? And I think also, I think it's a very important thing if we tie it back to modern day. We, we do get corrupted living in uh, essentially, every society you're working in, bar a dictatorship is, revolves around economy and making money and everything like that. And especially in, in Western democracy, it's very much um, I, And ironically, I, the word I is in the middle of sin, right? So we're constantly chasing money. We're constantly chasing that allure of bigger house and everything like that. And it kind of shows um, how we were corrupted in that sense as well. But then Jesus, with the act of forgiveness and love, is still showing that direction of, well, it doesn't really have to be like that. You don't have to be caught up in this rat race. You don't have to be caught up in this... uh Lifestyle of of trying to nick each other, and I think that's I think that's for me what I always found to be one of the most takeaway things from it. You know, like you really had like a a social rev- revolutionary in you know. it. Yeah, I would agree. So, um, but yeah, so it's it's, uh, it's interesting, but mate, it's just it's just unbelievable. Just reading all the older uh, all the old texts and everything like that, and just yeah, it was a pretty pretty full on society. But also, like, what got me as well is going back to Adam and Eve. Adam fully snitched on Eve, bro. Like, no wonder, no wonder men and women have difficulties in life getting along. Because it's like, God comes, and Adam's clearly ate the apple and he's done wrong. And he's like, "Huh? Eh, was, <laughs> was it me? Was it me? It was Eve's fault. So it's like just threw her under the bus. Well, it was kind
0: of her fault, but it was scummy of him to do that, too. It <laughs> <That> like... <would suck. laughs>
1: <laughs> all right well uh, uh, onto more of a, a different thing we've done the deep religious talk so next on our funny news stories an American geologist discovered a volcanic gemstone shaped like a cookie monster and it's like a, i'll send it to you on whatsapp now it literally literally looks like the cookie monster it's unbelievable it's amazing how rock i might even post it i might even post it on my socials the real la 21. Uh, but yeah, check it out. It looks like the Cookie Monster of Sesame oh, Street. Boy, that can't be real. So yeah. to des- to describe to people, it looks exactly like the Cookie Monster with the eyes, the blue, and the mouth, doesn't it? Oh my
0: God! It's literally it is. It's Cookie Monster. He found the remnants of Cookie Monster. Cookie monsters were real.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh! That's funny. What the hell? Man, <laughs> this made the news. Bro, this is. <laughs> So there's a very like I I actually first heard of vagina scented candles by a um by an artist called Erica Bardot, who I had oh god I, I had a super crush on her when I was younger um, anyway so Gwyneth Paltrow was her her little empire thing which is always a bit questionable Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina scented candles began inexplicably exploding.
0: They exploded
1: exploded
0: in terms of popularity or the candle
1: actually blew up no it actually blew up london media consultant judy thompson won the candle during a work hosted quiz before its flames engulfed her apartment holy moly guacamole's she has an exploding vagina <laughs> that's what
0: that means <laughs> oh.
1: living in a london living in a studio apartment in kilburn north london with a partner and two cats thompson unwrapped the candle and did as instructed. After trimming the wick and setting it on the coaster, she let the candle let its aroma waft through a home. Then, without warning, <laughs> flames engulfed the living room. The candle exploded and emitted huge flames with bits flying everywhere. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. The whole thing was ablaze and it was too hot to touch. There was an inferno in the room. We eventually got it under control and threw it at the front door. When Goop itself learned of the incident, the spokes says that they, they, you know, the usual fucking bullshit, they couldn't verify it. Unbelievable. Now everyone's gonna think she has a. Uh, her vagina explodes. <laughs> That's what that means.
0: Like, why why would you ever want to attach your vagina to a product? Even your penis to a product. That probably better be damn good. I just say that? There better be no fun problem with that product. Because once something goes wrong, the first thing you're gonna think of is. Fucking Glenn Paltrow's vagina. Blowing up all the time. Can you imagine the jokes that could be made at her expense? <laughs> Damn it. With her chicken time bomb and a badge.
1: Unbelievable, bro. Um, all right, so, uh, well, a naked... <laughs> this is actually a really, really good... ATI is the name of the website I'm reading off. It's, it's really good. It's got good, good stuff. <laughs> A naked woman drunk drove a golf cart through a SWAT stand-up in Florida. For the pity, too, <laughs> what you be? Some drunk woman just fucking hammering at you in a golf cart when you're trying to take down some Colombian drug cartel. Which, if you're listening to it in Colombia, we do have some listeners there. You're doing a great job. I don't want any problems with you. Keep up the great work. Uh, for the Pinellas County Sheriff Office in Dunedin, Florida, the events of September 5th weren't funny news in the slightest. Responding to an emergency call involving three suspicious teenagers, officers arrived at the intersection, blah, 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 and then one of the suspects started to brandish a gun and flee. Police released a canine tracking unit and he and basically a, a gunfight broke out. So his 18-year-old bloke has just taken a six-hour standoff um, just go go on full full guns blazing. Things turned surreal when he accidentally shot himself in the leg, <laughs> and a drunk nude woman appeared, <laughs> identified as twenty eight year old Jessica Elizabeth Smith. Of of course, she's from Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> the un- <laughs> Sorry, man, I'm trying to read this with a straight face. The uninvited newcomer barreled through the crime scene and a. <laughs> God, she paid no to the police cars, serving as a makeshift barricade to keep civilians at bay, and ignored orders to leave while <laughs> drunkenly careening around the scene. Her actions and inability to follow directions put multiple deputies at risk for potentially getting shot at. <laughs> what the fuck? In the end, the stand-up concluded with Abbott receiving medical hit- care for his self-inflicted gunshot. That's the bloke that was doing the shooting. Um, and, and as for Smith, she was charged with resisting an officer without violence. She got away pretty lucky. She literally drove a golf cart through a fucking SWAT, st- SWAT team and got some minor infringement. Fucking <laughs> hell, <laughs> <laughs> mate. If she was if she was black or brown, then she would have been fucking buckshot. <laughs> like, fuck. Yeah, you. A fun game you can play. You
0: go on Google. And you type in your birthday, right? And then you type in uh, Florida, Florida man, her woman, however you, however you think. So mine, the first thing, that, and you're supposed to say the first thing that comes up. So mine was, uh, there we go. Florida man tries to eat stolen debit card. Deputies say, I'm not gonna lie, it's cocaine. A Florida man was caught using the stolen credit card of a dead man and was then seen trying to eat the cart to destroy evidence before he was questioned by deputies. When um, question about the contents of the baggie. Herrera was up front with deputies. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, it's cocaine. <laughs> 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 so you, type, you type in, just go on Google and just type in, okay, And then Florida man afterwards. You don't have to type in a year or anything. You just say, you know.
1: Yep, I've done something. it. Florida man known as the monkey whisperer arrested for illegally selling primates. Florida man known as a monkey whisperer is accused of illegally selling primates, violations of, of course, the animal acts. There you go. You're
0: the, you're
1: the monkey man. Yeah, mate. Monkey whisperer. Uh, man.
0: Always
1: a weird stuff. Huh? Oh, there's another one here. Florida man who hid underwater arrested when he comes up for air. <laughs> <It's>, uh... <laughs> Let's
0: see, in I mean. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, uh, there's a bunch. I mean, um, uh... Florida man arrested for beating and throwing chair at child. Um, yeah, I have one. I think one year. I think two years ago, something about a guy attacking a um, a, a flamingo or something or a pelican. I don't remember what it was. But the dude like jumped into the water
1: to attack some bird that was protected and uh, got arrested. Okay. A Catholic bishop. Listen to this one. A Catholic bishop resigned after falling in love with a satanic erotica novelist.
0: What the fuck? Was that
1: in Florida? No, it was in, no. This was in uh, Spain.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I mean, at least he had the sense to, I guess, resign. That's fine. He's questioning what he's doing. He can't. He can't come to terms with his faith, and you know, it's better than pretending to be interested just to have a lot of living, right?
1: Yeah. I've got another one here. This is a classic. This is like old-school boomer style. A 90-year-old AT&T customer bought an ad in the Wall Street Journal to complain about his internet speeds. Open letters of Mr. John T. Stanky, the CEO of AT&T. Dear Mr. Stanky, AT&T prides itself as a leader in electronic communications. Unfortunately for the people who live in North Hollywood, at and is now a major disappointment. Many of our neighbours the creative technical workers in the universal blah 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 we need to keep up with current technology oh he's complaining he's only got three megabytes per second and he's getting charged for a hundred this bloke's got a fair point Yeah, that's your competitors now speeds of over 200 megabytes per per second and we're only getting three why is act and a leading communications company treating us so shabbily in North Hollywood? I think, Mr. Aaron Epstein, that's a very, very fair question. You're, you're also right next to the fucking Universal Studios. Maybe that's why you steal
0: all the bandwidth. Yeah, possibly. But let me, let me say something. I thought you were joking about that man's last name. I did not think his last name was actually Stanky, so I looked it up. The man's <coughs> last name is legit Stanky. Like the Stanky leg.
1: Yeah, unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Alrighty, buddy. Well, it's been another pleasure chatting to you. Likewise,
0: uh, likewise.
1: Yeah, and I uh, look forward to look forward to next week. And uh, well, here's to uh, here's to 2022. 2022. <laughs> uh, may God have mercy on our soul, bro. <laughs> Alright, bro. Uh, Alright,
0: man. Happy New Year. You
1: too, mate. All of this, buddy. Bye.